is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. That it is. It's all about you and your ideas, your thoughts, your opinions, and we'll take your call. Anytime during this next hour, 360-676-5464 is our phone number. Heck, let's not waste any time. Let's go right to the phones. And Bill in Bellingham gets us started today. Hi, Bill. Good morning, Joe, or afternoon. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm, all right. Um, my concern is I, I, I turned the TV on mm-hmm. after getting coming back and laying down and taking, taking a nap. Uh-huh. And I... And I, the first thing that comes on is this Camp Lejeune ad thing that you see all over the TV, and I think they're probably on the radio at times yeah. as well. Uh-huh. Um, I'm concerned about it. I for, personally, you know, um, I, I can't see that a, a little bit of pollution in some water is, is something that's going to affect somebody. Uh, you know, 50 years later. Um, you know, when you get sick, I, I've drank contaminated water, water contaminated with oil and probably contaminated with bleach, which is, oh boy. A, which is a chloride. But, you know, it doesn't do that much damage to you. And I'm wondering why all these, who's paying for all these ads on the TV and who's going to benefit by it? I, 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 I just, where's the money coming from for all these ads? Is it a public service thing? Is it is it something that the that the stations are are using, writing off their taxes? Who's paying for it, and who's who's the beneficiary of it? I don't think there is. I well, I think I, I suspect that it is uh, law firms and lawyers who I, I think this is, uh, but like this Camp Lejeune thing and. Oh, there have been some about, you know, their mesothelioma, you know, um, the cancer, I guess, that's caused by uh, inhaling uh, asbestos fibers. And there are others. There are sometimes, oh, there was um, not long ago, remember, there was Roundup. Um, If you've used Roundup, I'm just thinking off the top of my head some of these. I think they're class action lawsuits that are brought by legal firms or you know, but, teams of lawyers. So I think the lawyers are paying for the ads and, and ultimately they're probably the ones who will benefit the most. I maybe get... my, my point, the, the, my point is that the ads are coming on so often that I'm curious if there is some kind of tax deduction for the stations for running these ads and calling it a public benefit, because ultimately it's like you say, the lawyers are going to benefit by it much more so than the public and, and the uh, we're the, the taxpayers are going to have to pay for all this when in most in most scenarios it's going to be made up that there's that you know somebody was a smoker and they got cancer and they're going to blame their cancer on on spending their basic training in capital june you know that it's um well they're gonna have to know, prove it's, their it's case all, so I, and, yeah right <laughs> i mean yeah uh, right but yeah i i i don't there's no break i mean from what i i know and i'm not intimately involved in that part of the business but uh there's no <laughs> no tax break being offered or no break <laughs> broadcasters being offered i think just lawyers come and say hey here's a here's a bunch of money to broadcast these ads and the ads aren't you know, they're not promoting anything illegal or 
Uh, so they say, okay, well, we'll put your ad on the air. Well, isn't, doesn't it doesn't it make the U.S. government look bad and it makes the military look bad? Who who wants to join the military when they're going to be worried about drinking polluted water? I mean, come on, this yeah. is this is stuff something that's against the nation, and we need to clamp down. You know, somebody has to do find out what's going on there and clamp down on that. Well, I, okay, that's all I had to say. All right, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. You bet. And, uh, well, along the same lines, Tyson and Lyndon joins us. Hi, Tyson. Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I did not plan on calling, but after hearing your first caller today, I thought that I absolutely needed to call in. Okay. My, what a joy that I get to be the the first one up. (laughs) So... Here's the thing. Uh, turns out the military, I, I, I'm a combat veteran, uh, turns out veterans are not uh, treated as well as you would think. Um, just like all the water contamination in Flint, Michigan, I'm not surprised at all to hear that water contamination in Camp Lejeune is causing cancer. Yes, those ads are probably being presented in, and paid for by lawyers who are probably taking the case. What a lot of people either don't realize or you know, blatantly ignore uh, everything that the military gets or receives is made by the cheapest bidder, whether that be equipment or food. Uh, military and prisons are the only folks who can be served D-grade meat in the cafeteria, the DFAC, chow hall. Uh, I am currently um, suing 3M. I'm part of a huge lawsuit. I have hearing damage and hearing loss. Uh, you know, 3M is a, a massive corporation, a billion-dollar corporation, billions and billions and billions. Uh, they provided the cheapest ear protection they could provide. Uh, turns out my ears are still damaged. Hmm. Um, so I'm in the middle of a lawsuit with those boys. And to hear that, uh, you know, I mean, burn pits, water, all these things, turns out the the folks around military installments and the communities around them, they're, they're poverty stricken. And that's by design. It's all for a reason. So if, if you were a Marine and you served in Camp Lejeune and you have cancer from the water, Probably not from smoking. I mean, it's possible. But if you have cancer from Camp Lejeune water, yeah, you should go ahead and be taken care of. And does it look bad on the government? It sure does. It sure does. Does the government go out of the way to cover this stuff up? They sure do. So whoever that first caller was, man, take a hard, hard look at what the government's doing. All right. All right, Tyson. Appreciate it. I think there's evidence to back up your assertions. I mean, look at how long uh, those affected by Agent Orange had to fight for any kind of uh, compensation. I was about to say Agent Orange. Yeah, you you hit that one on the head there. All right. Well, I appreciate your call, definitely, Tyson, and best to you. All right. Uh, So, uh, and I... I've, I recall, too, in, in Iraq, there was a contractor that built uh, showers that had, uh, and this was, uh, I don't know, it sounds like it was sort of an isolated incident. I don't remember how widespread, but they had built uh, shower facilities that had electrical, poor electrical systems, and, and there were troops who were actually electrocuted when they were taking showers over in Iraq. But um, uh, we want our veterans and those serving in our military to be taken good care of certainly but uh whatever's on your mind we'll take your call here 360-676-5464 rich in ferndale joins us hi rich hi joe yeah interesting topic about camp lejeune you've probably seen all the television ads for that lawsuit i mean it's just non-stop on tv mm-hmm. and it says 1955 to 1987 that was a long time ago and even 1987 was a long time ago so i wonder why it took so many years for this to be noticed or litigated or whatever. If it says 
bad and poisonous as ever, why did it take 30 some odd years to, you know, be a thing? That's, that's my big question. I mean, it, it could have been, know. I'm sure there's all kinds of bad things, but timing is a little weird. Yeah, I and I don't have an answer. I'm just kind of I'm just googling water Camp Lejeune water contamination all over the evening television ads. It's I mean they must be spending a hundred million bucks on TV ads. And at the end of the day, these class action suits you might get ten bucks because they take all the lawyer fees out, take all their stuff out. You're entitled to compensation. All these big suits, and you get a I mean it's something. I guess it's justice or whatever. But does ten dollars fix anything? Probably not. Well, anyway, and, and I, I, th- I think that's a good point is how much will this actual pay actually pay for the individuals who may have been harmed by this? And uh, that's uh, I suppose that uh, varies case to case. And um, but I yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, the other interesting <laughs> thing, bankruptcy court, you know, I've, I've known a couple of people that go bankrupt and their stuff gets taken and seized by the courts. And the courts end up burning 60 to 80% of the value of the assets in their own fees. So I started thinking that is why they allow bankruptcy to be legal, because they get all the assets. They cook it and write bills against it, and there's a huge thing going on in Oregon with a, a gambling dairy farmer. I guess I think his name's Cavaldi, and uh, he... Yeah, he went bankrupt on a $22 million thing. It's been in court forever. And the articles in the Capitol Press that talk about that, that the amount of fees and stuff that they charge to it. You would think bankruptcy should be illegal. It didn't used to be legal. You were indebted to somebody. You had to pay it. And they used to have debtor's prison, not saying we should still do that. but Okay. I think that's a a good idea. It's a strange deal. And you got to second think that, been, Well, you don't uh, think that I mean cuz there are there are different ways people can become uh, overwhelmed by right, different debt. Chapters. And and not just because of uh, you know blatant irresponsibility and you don't think there should be an avenue for people to to be able to get well, out from should. under that debt. I mean because you don't you still pay is good. Yeah, and, well not all of them. There's different ones and I'm not familiar with what chapter is what. But the bankruptcy where you don't have to pay nothing and you walk away, and the government seizes your stuff and then divvies it up. That's the one I don't like because, hmm. like Homestead had, I remember Homestead, oh, 12 years ago in Linden, big developer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people had money invested in it, and it turned out they had like eight deeds of trust on a property. Well, of course, there was nothing left to divvy up when the when in 2009 and eight when it went bad, and a lot of people got nothing. I know a personally, I know some people that had gotten their investment back, formed an LLC, paid the taxes for two years. They were writing the ship, and even two years later, the government seized it to run it through the bankruptcy court for the guy from two years ago, and they lost everything. Just to charge fees against it, they just took it. So bankruptcy is its kind of strange how, you know, the reorganization is good. There's people that do that personally. Uh-huh. I don't know what chapter it is where you, you simply reorganize. There's a chapter you're a 11 of, and a chapter 7, and I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I've never been involved in it, so I haven't. And paid reorganizing that close. is good, and paying your debts is good, and so you get a better interest rate. That's fine. You still, you're still making it right, and your creditors still get something at the end of the day. But well, but either means, way, you're going to pay. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to take out many loans for a while if you declare bankruptcy. And, right, seven uh, years of pretty something. much no credit. Yeah, let's see. Uh, biggest difference between Chapter 11 and Chapter Chapter 7 is Chapter 11 is reorganization, while right. Chapter 7 is a liquidation. 
And there, I guess right, there's, a chap- there's a chapter there's a chapter thirteen too in there, and I think yeah. So um, I've yeah, got a question I mean, on other topics if you have a moment. Sure. Okay. So a while back, you did the story about fish, the net pen fish farms, mm-hmm. and you had interviewed that lady who was super glad that they denied the permit, even though they were raising native fish now. Uh-huh. And there's, and, you know, there's environmental impacts to everything we do. And what I would like to see is what are the benefits of fish farming? I would think to myself, well, we're not catching wild fish, so we're not adversely affecting the native fish population, and we're growing them to eat them. It's, it's agriculture. It's growing food. Growing food for people is a good thing. We feed ourselves. We feed other countries. And somehow our state has managed to 100% demonize fish farming. And I don't, it just makes no sense. It's so one-sided. If we looked at the negative impacts of everything we do, we would never do anything. Yeah, you, could, you, you literally couldn't breathe because carbon dioxide is a pollutant, right? I mean, it's just... Well, uh, you're right. I mean, we do have a, an impact on our environment, each and every one of us, as every animal, every boy, every everything that exists has an impact on on its environment. And, um, and, and know, I, I, about- I see, I get your point, definitely. I mean, because if we... If we didn't want to have any negative impact at all, we'd just stand like statues. We couldn't move. We couldn't do anything because everything we do has a has a you know even if it's a mostly good, it's got to have some negative impact. Like that um, lady was saying too, the fish were having diseases, and you had to medicate them. I thought, well, heck, they medicate the orca by dumping some other big fish full of antibiotics, and hopefully they swallow it because they have a sick orca. But then here we can't give uh, the fish farm fish uh, any medication, and the fish food is polluting, and the fish poop, and they pollute. And I thought, well, great big schools of natural fish, they poop everywhere, too. Yeah. And so well, what's the difference? I just, all these things, well, it's, 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 it's so it, weird why we're against it, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I ultimately it seems that when everything is concentrated so so tightly, then you're going to have a pretty profound effect on that Right in that area, that that ecosystem, but that's right a small there. Area that's where you go with the benefits versus negative right. con pros versus cons. It's just not that big a deal. The ocean's a big place, so you have a little bit of fish poop and one little millionth of one percent of the water of Puget Sound. It's probably less than a millionth of a percent. You know, right. it's just nothing. All right, Rich. anyway, appreciate your thoughts. Have a good day, Joe. You too. All yeah, right. Nice. Uh, let's uh, well, quick before we take a break, let's talk to Eric in Ferndale. He's got some ideas on fish farms. Hi, Eric. Hey, Joe. So it's my understanding they fish farms in the ocean. You know, they, they've got a bunch of them up in Canada, up, up the um, inside passage there. And I think they've had a lot of issues with the native salmon getting diseases and stuff from those fish. That's what I've heard is the, yeah, the native salmon that might come into contact or close contact, that these, these, these farms might be kind of uh, uh, incubators of yeah, parasites and things. Funny. They're jam packed in there that they, that they, you know, they just get diseases, and you know, there's speculation that that's why the runs are so poor, or one of the reasons why the the runs are so poor going into the Fraser River and stuff. So I don't know if it's as simple as John makes it out to be, but all right, I'd say better, better safe than sorry. I know there's some some land based um, fish farm people talking about doing fish farms back in the Midwest or yeah. east. Maybe it's in Florida. I don't know. And maybe that's but, yeah. Then maybe that's a better way to do it. I it seems like it, the scale would have to be pretty huge. But 
know. And we have hatcheries, or we used to have hatcheries in the rivers to promote fish, but there's a couple of anti-hatchery. They're pro-wild fish, you know, the pro-wild salmon, pro-wild steelhead, and they are, every time they, at the turn of a hat, they're filing a lawsuit against the state of Washington for having salmon hatcheries in the rivers. So, you know, they would just file another lawsuit to stop any kind of fish farm that would be anywhere. So, yeah. All right. That's all I got. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, thanks for your call. And we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. We've got uh, Steve on the line. He's got got some comments on the Child Care Initiative. We want to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind here at KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Heating emergencies happen. When your house is freezing, you need help and make it quick. Contact Clean Air Heating and Cooling. Their trucks are ready to go with everything needed to repair your Lennox furnace, heat pump, or fireplace. This winter, keep Clean Air Heating and Cooling on speed dial for all your heating emergencies. Call or text 398-9400 for 24-7 repair service. When heating emergencies happen, count on the professionals at Clean Air Heating and Cooling, a Lennox dealer. Online at callcleanair.com. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. Our agents can review your plan options and assist you in finding the plan that best suits you and your family's needs. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2023, give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Wednesday afternoon. We'll go right back to the phones and got Steve and Blaine on the line. Hi, Steve. Hey, how we doing, Joe? You're doing well, doing well. All right, good to hear it. Hey, I just wanted to call and have the uh, listeners <clears throat> realize that there's a way to contest the uh, child care vote that just passed by 20 votes. Okay. So I did my due diligence and uh, homework and talked to the uh, Whatcom County Auditor, Diana, and she let me know that if I could come up with 25 cents per vote, um, you could do a recount. So rather than recounting all of Whatcom County, uh, I just wanted to talk to her about recounting one precinct. And if that vote is off, then we can get some, uh, get some traction and, and recalling that whole vote. So, so if one one precinct is found to be off by 
by what? By one vote, or what did she tell you on that? It'd be if you did a recount, and let's just say there were twenty votes that were off. Was off by twenty votes. There's four hundred and four people that voted for one sixty four that voted against uh, passing that, and that was in a precinct uh, number two forty seven, and that's a trailer park home in Bellingham, a fifty five year old and retired uh, trailer park. So looking at the map and looking at where that is, and I know that place very well, I couldn't, I couldn't see how 404 people would want to pass a child care tax to have all their rents go and get an increase for the property that they live on. Um, and then 164 people saying, no, I, I don't think that's a good idea. Let's not pass that. 404 people saying, yeah, let's tax ourselves to pay for children that we don't even have. So just in that one precinct alone, the swing on that, 404 yay to 164 no, it seemed very odd. It's a red flag. And okay. so I called up and I talked to her about it. She goes, yeah, I see what you're saying, but, hey, that's the way they voted. And if you want to contest it, you can come up with X amount of money to have all the votes recounted in Whatcom County. And I said, well, I don't care about doing the whole county. What if we find one precinct and the votes are off? She goes, well, that invalidates the count and we move forward from there and moving so forward wanted, would that mean then they would recount the entire county or well let's just say that's off by 25 votes okay right if that's off by 25 votes then that invalidates this whole thing okay okay i i guess i see what you're saying yeah. um I I talked so to her anyway. today, and and, uh, and it's and I understand it's a very close election. It won by twenty votes out of a hundred and well, hundred and eleven total ballots cast. I don't know that we can't say that every one of those voters voted on this issue. Many people probably didn't, but um, sure. But and do you know when they came up with the final count on that vote, Joe? When they finally came up to the final number, when they they're happy with that? Well, that with the final number. That the final number, the the deadline for all votes, in, in, including you know cured ballots and maybe uh, those that are coming from overseas and from the military, the final um, deadline was Monday at four thirty in yeah. the afternoon, and, and then and the, that's when she got her final count, and then they uh-huh. validated it at ten a.m. Tuesday. Right. Uh huh. And then I said, so it squeaked by by twenty votes, and I said one of those losing by a landslide this whole time. Well, it wasn't losing by a landslide. It was close the whole time, but it was it was there was this landslide all the way in the beginning, and then all the way up until the end, it started catching up, catching up, catching up, and it was still losing. And I said, "Well, what happened?" I said, "I don't see how it could have passed when it was losing by so much." And she said, "Well, all the questionable signatures out there, they can have their uh, they can have their signatures cured, mm-hmm. and so that's what the people did. The people that are trying to pass this bill." They went out Thanksgiving weekend, went door to door to everybody who had a questionable ballot mm-hmm. and had them cure their signatures. And there we go. We got 20 extra votes. Or urge them to. So. They can't make them do that, but they can legally no, do that. It's a, they can legally do yeah, that. The, the, the ballots that have been, that have been uh, rejected or not rejected, but are challenged. Uh, that's that are challenged. Exactly. because so, of a signature issue, either an unmatched signature or a signature that's not on the on the envelope. Those are set aside. They're challenged. Then that's a public record whose ballot has been challenged. So the groups and anybody can do that. I mean, the nope campaign could have done that. The you know, a, a candidates campaign can do that. And 
So that's, that's legal. Joe, you know, she said, yeah, and these are the proponents of it. So they didn't take votes for, against it. They just wanted to get the votes that were for it that were questionable. But see, going and into that, they outdated. don't know. I mean, the, the auditor doesn't know whose votes or how these voters voted, and neither do the people that are going. She said, now, you go to you go to their home and or and, and knock on their door, and they answer, and you talk to them, talk them about their, their vote. If they tell you, they can tell you how they voted, but – the bottom line is that uh, the vote, the the advocates for the uh, or the advocates are those for or against who are out there getting people to cure the vote, going into it, going to that address. They don't know how that voter voted. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. So anyway, that was done, and then there you go. She said, "Wait," and they got enough to get twenty, you know, twenty votes to pass it. Twenty more votes in all the county. And so I said, well, I still question Precinct 247. Okay. I said, if I were to go door to door and ask them, she goes, that would be invalid. It wouldn't, that wouldn't work. She goes, you can come down here and do a recount if you have the money and the time. She goes, I can send you the paperwork. She's very kind about it. She was oh, very yeah. perfect. And I said, well, yeah, if I had the time, if I didn't work, I would love to be able to do that because the amount of money for that one precinct is, I think, $150 to have it recounted. And I really have high suspicion that that count is way off. I just cannot see how retired 55-year-old uh, people living in, in, a, in a, uh, a trailer park are going to want to raise their cost of living even more. Okay. So anyway, I just want to spread the word out there, Joe. So All hopefully right. anybody out there in Whatcom County that has the time and 150 bucks, they can go down there tomorrow because tomorrow's the deadline by 5 p.m. If you want to contest this, you can okay. do it up until 5 p.m. All right. Well, All right. I, yeah, appreciate you putting the word out there. See if yeah. anybody you will know, take just, you up just, on it. What's that, Joe? Uh, see if anybody will take, you know, any takers out there. I sure hope so, because it only <laughs> takes one hero to question that, get it to say, hey, yeah, the count was off, and validate this thing, and uh, and not have everybody get taxed a lot more than we already pay in tax, especially when my house value just went up $130,000 two months ago from the, from the county, uh, you know, assessors mm-hmm. saying my property value went up in one year $130,000 and by the way we got this initiative that's going 19 cents per thousand dollars of assessed value in your home it all seems pretty fishy to me Joe all right Steve I appreciate right, your bye. call thanks you bet. take care man you too all right we'll take a quick break and be back with more um whatever's on your mind we take all comers here on kgmi connects 360-676-5464 hi i'm lorraine from lorraine's window coverings we offer our clients the best of both worlds a store full of the latest affordable graber products including remote control options and then we come to you with just the right samples and our professional installers do the rest we're a family-owned and operated business that's been serving our community for over 25 years we always strive to go above and beyond to make sure our customers are as happy as this recent reviewer. We had a wonderful experience. Our consultant came to our house, took measurements, and made recommendations based on our needs. Once approved, we were given a timeline, which was spot on. Installation was scheduled, and the installers arrived on time and worked efficiently. The price was reasonable, and the outcome was even better than we expected. Need window treatments? Check out Lorraine's window coverings online, and then just call. 738-8175. Call Lorraine for your new blind. Lorraine's Window Coverings in Bakerview Square. 
Carpet Liquidators is growing and we're celebrating with our lowest prices of the year. Our warehouses are full of brand name carpet and flooring like Mohawk Smart Strand Silk Forever Clean, the most durable, easiest to clean carpet on the planet. In stock and ready for immediate installation. For a limited time, purchase any Mohawk Smart Strand product and we'll install it in your home for free. That's right, free installation. See store for details. Locally owned and operated with six Western Washington locations. Coming soon to Lacey. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today at westmechanical.net to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Just put it in perspective, I guess, if you're going to spend... And uh, Steve just set out, threw out 150 bucks to have one precinct to have the votes recounted. So that would be, yeah, if you own a two or a $400,000 home, you're going to pay about 76 bucks a year uh, for this child care initiative. So that's two years of the tax. And I know it, it would go on longer than that, but I don't know, isn't it? Makes sense to invest in young people here in our community. Talk about kids, early child care, early childhood education, kids uh, who are in you know, from low income or homeless uh, families. Um, isn't that where we should be investing? And uh, maybe it would help reduce some of the social ills that we discuss every day, but or worry about every day. But those are my thoughts. We want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. John in Ferndale joins us. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Um, maybe we should call the Cyber Ninjas. <laughs> there they we go. Do an audit. Okay. They, uh, they, they right. performed well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being um, facetious. You know, I, this attitude of, well, why should I pay for, for these kids? You know, uh, I don't have any kids. It's like, well, yeah, but. I, I, I really enjoy being able to go to an ATM and not get mugged. You know, uh, it's like there's this thing, and Dennis Prager goes on about this all the time, about how on the right, or the former Republican Party, I don't know what they call it now, the Trump Party, they don't like education because the more you learn, the more you might learn about evolution or you know, eh, any bit of education is is going to take you away from religion. That is their thought. And to a certain extent, when religion holds weird views, you know, like the Earth is only 10,000 years old or something like that, or dinosaurs never existed, or they did exist, but they were on the Ark, too, as well, right? Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, I mean, I don't mind paying my taxes it i'm glad that people paid their taxes when i was a kid and allowed me to have an education and it's you have to pass it on uh otherwise there's going to be nothing for these kids i mean they you know they, the kind of world that they're going to inherit uh we don't want it to be to be filled with fools 
fools who don't believe that we actually landed on the moon, say. Okay. Um, you know, Joe, there is the, the, uh, the limb, the lunar module, right? If you ever saw Apollo 13, uh-huh. you got to know that there was the command module, which had the space capsule, and then there was the lunar lander, right? The limb with the legs. Well, that base part of the lunar lander with those, those, those legs, that flat part, that's still on the moon. The, the moon buggy, the electric uh, lunar rover that they used, that's still on the moon, too, as well as all the tracks and the footprints. And NASA left a, a polished mirror on the moon at a known site that anyone can shine a laser at, and you'll get a reflection back if you have a, you know, it's for, like, astronomers and stuff. Um, not even the Russians or the Chinese who would have, who could really make hay out of, out of like, if, well, but what, if, what if it never happened? Yeah. Well, well, you know. That's true. But, of course, we could have just sent that stuff up there and... <laughs> Really, all, all, all the footprints you're going to join in in that lunacy because no. what it does is it takes away Joe from the greatness of this country, our space program, the the fact that we've had astronauts on the moon and and are I'm, going back to I'm the moon. I'm a firm with the, with believer the in the, I'm for a firm believer that we did indeed land on the moon and uh, and one of one of the. Uh, the most amazing people, if not the most amazing person I ever had a chance to meet, was Buzz Aldrin. But and if I was Buzz Aldrin and some some some, the thing is, I part of me I feel for people who've been propagandized and had their had their minds washed, you know, and have had uh, 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 propaganda aimed at them to you know because I mean what what does it accomplish if. Uh, if the space program, you know, if they, they, this conspiracy theory were to be true, right? Well, it means it would mean that we're all a bunch of uh, liars, the biggest conspiracy ever, and a bunch of gullible fools because we all believe it. No, the thing is, reality has a certain texture and feel. And those who can distinguish between reality and delusion have a certain leg up. In society, it's also a crushing burden. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you right. know, we handle it the best we we can, don't we, Joe? We do our best. We just yeah, yeah. that's all we can do. Just keep. All right, thanks for the win. <laughs> thanks, John. Appreciate it. Let's go to Bob in Bellingham. Hi, Bob. Hey, Joe. How's it going today? Doing well. Yeah, you had some thoughts hey, on the child hey, care initiative. Do we need to congratulate John? There did he just go through a phone call and not mention Trump? He. Well, yeah, he did. Hmm, very good. Did he? All right, he did. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Wow, that was. Uh, <laughs> amazing. That's not why I called, but uh, okay. Uh, kudos to John for uh, not mentioning Trump. Okay. Uh, yeah. So back to that, uh, the prop, the child tax uh, prop five. Uh huh. That's uh, really good information. Um, it's. Uh, I'm glad that he brought that up because that was something I was also concerned with and uh as far as that vote goes um probably for more of a different reason not so much the tax but my theory is that they're going to now want to pay for pre-k type education and daycare well that's uh that's just going to feed right into that 
crazy groomer far left uh, um, thing they got going. Get the kids while they're even younger so they can get that brainwashing started before they even get into school. What kind of brainwashing? Well, you know, like I just said, the whole grooming, the the sexualization we were talking about the other day, you know, they get them even younger now. That's my uh, that's my theory. I mean, do you have kids? Do you have kids? I I do have kids. Yes. Did you send them to preschool or anything like that? I did not. I actually, to be quite honest with you, we pulled them out of school, out of Bellingham Public Schools for the very reasons that the kind of crap that I've been talking about. They no longer attend public school because of that. So they, the, the stuff, like I said, you, you go and you look in these libraries and these little kids at school, there's some really inappropriate, not age appropriate stuff. And these teachers, the stuff they talk about, have you ever like, go check out the libs of TikTok. I know it's a left thing, but some of these teachers and these preschool teachers that go on there and they talk about basically how great it is to get these little young kids because their minds are so open. So they basically just have full access to give them all these ideas, you know, ideologies that they agree with because these little kids don't know any different. And so the way I see it is the younger they can get them, the more easier it is for them to, you know, get them to believe the way they believe. And it's bad because that kind of stuff doesn't need to be in schools. It just needs, you know, that's your personal life. That's your personal life. More power to you. No problem. But you don't need to be pushing on little kids. That's the. That's where. That's it. I have no problem with anybody. Leave the little kids alone. Okay. And thing will be so much better. You know, people won't have to pull their kids out of school like we did. And I and I know we're not the only ones. I I honestly know that for fact. We're not the only ones. So. It's just got to stop. Leave the little kids alone. Okay. Teach well, I, I, I agree yeah. that the little kids should not be sexualized, and uh, kids in, of any age should not be sexualized. And I I have not seen any evidence that that's happening in our schools, but I, uh, you've got a different perspective, and we'll leave it there, Bob. Thanks for your call. Let's go to John up in Blaine. Hi, John. Hey, how you doing? You're doing well. Hey, um, I got a message for our good old buddy from Ferndale, okay. John. All right. If he thinks that we Republicans don't want the kids to learn anything, he's dumber than a rock. Okay. That's not true. Okay. It's a lie. And by the way, the reason that he did not mention uh, Trump is because he was having a Joe Biden moment and he forgot. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's not true. There's not one Republican who does not want to educate, educate our kids. And, you know, you really had to find out what, you're, what, what people are talking about when they're talking about sexualizing the kids, because it's more prevalent than you obviously know. But anyhow, have a good day, Joe. All right, John. I appreciate it. Um, and I, the, the sexualizing of the kids, I, I, I've been involved in the schools. I've had kids in the schools and have not seen this happening. And I don't see that being a focus of any of their classes, any of the curriculum. And I don't see them bringing talk of this home from school where I do see, uh, you know, a lot of the, what could be considered bad influences, all the other influences that are out there. I mean, just look at what uh, you talk about books in libraries. I mean, look what kids experience on the internet or just in 
mass media, just on you know, movies and television shows and things. I mean, this is all happening around them, and I think it makes sense that we talk to kids about these issues in a in a in, a, in an educational and uh, knowledgeable way, and get them to understand what they're seeing out there is not the reality of what uh, they should be expecting from life, but uh, and from that aspect of being a human. But um, that, uh, well, well, just a couple of thoughts there. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll hear from Hannah, we'll hear from the Rambler, and we'll have time to take your call as well here on KG Mike and X, 360-676-5464. Hello, ladies. Mark your calendar. Ladies' Night is back this Friday from 4.30 till 8 at LFS Marine and Outdoor in Bellingham. LFS is staying open late just for you, featuring great sales on the top brands you trust in outdoor gear for every adventurer on your list. Plus, LFS will provide free snacks and refreshments, raffles and door prizes, and special holiday gifts for their first 100 customers. It's Ladies' Night this Friday from 4.30 till 8 at LFS Marine and Outdoor in Squalicum Harbor in Bellingham. See you there. Eat for the holidays. You can't get a warmer gift than that. For the seventh year in a row, KGMI is proud to team up with West Mechanical, your independent trained dealer, to give that gift to two needy local families. West Mechanical will give each family a brand new trained furnace. Then you can help. If you know a struggling family, just go to heatfortheholidays.com. Tell their story and they could win one of two trained furnaces. Make the holidays warm for two families with Heat for the Holidays. Find a link at KGMI.com. And remember, it's hard to stop a train. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. Our agents can review your plan options and assist you in finding the plan that best suits you and your family's needs. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2023, give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Wednesday afternoon. Lively discussion as always. Let's go to Hannah in Sumas. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Hey. Hey, Joe. Um, Great topic today. And just want to make a couple of comments because um, I think think most people can agree that investing in children is is important and hopefully can lead to good outcomes. Um, personally, I didn't vote for Prop 5, but not for the reasons why you may think. Um, I'm a big supporter of kids. I have kids. Um, I understand child care can be expensive. It's not always available when you need it. Um, unfortunately, the thing about Prop 5 is, um, and it won by a very small margin, they rehabbed a lot of ballots this weekend and brought them in without observers present. So, I mean, that could lead to some some concern there. But um, it's mainly because it's $89 million over the course of 10 years of, of property taxes that are going to be used for funding things that, that haven't been outlined specifically on how those funds are going to be used for and who they're going to be used for. I mean, there's 10,000 children under the age of five. They say there's 5,000 slots that need to be open. Are that still need for childcare? The numbers, the math, don't really pencil out. Um, you know, but I think that they set an unfortunate precedent by lifting the levy lid for our property taxes. And so, what's going to 
stop the next group with a well-intended idea um, without a lot of emphasis behind it, um, you know, it's going to stop them from doing it again. And and contrary to some of the speakers before, um, this wasn't a right nor left. Um, I was an observer this year and there was, it was a mixed bag. There was a lot of people that voted Republican down the line that voted for Prop 5. And there was a lot of people that voted Democrat down the line and voted no on Prop 5. So um, I think it had to do with sort of more of a position of the haves and the have-nots. You you know, and you can look at the precincts, too. A lot of the precincts that voted higher for Prop 5 are from areas where um, people have, you know, more expensive houses. So presumably you could say the wealthier people voted for this tax where the rural communities largely weren't in favor of it. And so, um, you know, we have $29.8 million in our health and and wellness for families in the Whatcom County that are spent annually. And we haven't done a really good job with outcomes there. And so I think a lot of people voted no because they want us to be efficient with the tax dollars they have first and prove to the taxpayers that the money um, are resulting in good outcomes, a good return on investment before we want to contribute another $89 million to the pot. All right, Hannah. Well, I appreciate your call. A well, well thought out yeah. argument there. Well, thank you. I appreciate All right. it. Thanks a lot. Let's go to uh, Rod and Lyndon. Hi, Rod. Hi, Joe. Never thought I'd call in three days in a row, but here goes. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> I have a little aversion to uh, to unions, and I'll tell you why. I um, I was a painter for about six years, and I approached the union to um, see about getting into a union shop, and they told me it would be about, oh, maybe six months before I could uh, before there would be any kind of an opening for me. And I said, oh, well, I can't wait six months. Um, so I went and started my own business. Well, a year and a half later, I was doing a major job down on uh, Railroad Street, and I had four employees, and we're we're doing everything by the book, uh, making sure OSHA's not paying any attention to us. And uh, and there's this fellow sits across the road from me, and he's watching us for about a half an hour. And uh, we kept wondering who he was, and he finally came over and asked me if I wanted to... uh, turn my business into a union shop. And I said, well, a year and a half ago, I was going to have to start on a union job as an apprentice. And I told you I had six years experience and I was a journeyman. But now you want me to join the union, make my business a union shop when I wasn't even worth uh, having on the job, basically, for a six-month period. And uh, I said, so you want me to help pay for you to sit across the street and uh, and watch jobs so you can recruit them into the union? I said, I'm not paying your bills. I'm paying my guys union wages right now without being in the union. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was that's my aversion to unions. Now, Starbucks uh, employees are trying to uh, unionize. Well, there's a shop, there's one down in Seattle that they're closing up. Maybe all those uh, workers that are unionized, maybe they can just pool their money and uh, buy or lease building that's being shut down and open their own shop. All right. And, well, okay. uh, and unionize it. All right. Well, we'll 
<laughs> that's one idea, I guess. Um, I don't. Okay. All right. Thanks, Rod. I got a bunch of folks on the line. I want to give them a chance here. Let's go to the Rambler and Custer. Hi, Rambler. Hey, I'm going to try and do it real fast. Okay. Ditto to Rod and Hannah. The reason I voted against the child care initiative is having when I was homeless and stuff and my child was not, we couldn't get any help from any of the state agencies. It was the Opportunity Council and people like that. If you want to spend your money, send it to people who really help. And that's the thing. The state, you know, it's going to go down to Olympia and maybe some of them will come back and they'll study. You know what? When people need help, they need help today, not get on the Whatcom County list and we'll call you in 14 months and see if there's a place available. Anyway, okay. And well, on the sexualization on the children, I just want to say really fast, when we moved to Custer in 2006, my kindergarten age child, because she won't know her new teacher, it was the last month of school. She said, are you married? And she stopped and lectured the entire class on the fact that back then it was only Soviet unions. She wasn't allowed to marry the woman she loved. And wasn't that horrible? The answer was yes or no. Either okay. would have been fine. I had to have a discussion with my daughter later that day. She's like, isn't that strange? A woman that wants to marry another woman. I had to discuss tolerance and other lifestyles. And everything, I would have been happy with that. All right, Rambler. Any complaints, but let's be okay. real, dude. Okay. But you know what? Okay. okay. What? What's, what's that? All a couple years ago, so I must not have done too bad. All right. She, she what? She came out. Okay. She's in the UW, and she came out because like, I'm not using her. Name. But yeah. Okay. I must not have done too bad on on being one of the right wing. You. All, all right. right. You did fine. And. and I think it's good you have that conversation with her, even at a young age. I mean, kids understand a lot, but and I I, I think and I don't the, the money that's collected with this tax, the child care initiative tax, is going to be here. It's it's not going to Olympia, but um, let's go to Kevin in Bellingham. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Joe. How are you? I'm well. Hey, I wanted to talk about this uh, tax levy thing, I, and and I'll be honest, I voted against it, but. Okay. Uh, and the and the reason why I did is it, the same reason why I often say anyway, you know they can say they're going to raise taxes and if they're going to give it to me directly, I'll still vote against it because it's it just goes it's just perpetuating this bureaucracy. My tax value, my my house value has gone up, it skyrocketed in the last oh five or six years, mm -hmm. and of course my taxes with it. Everybody else's has too. Where's that money going? If I mean, their costs haven't skyrocketed. I mean, they may have gone up. We do have, we have, uh, uh, what do they call it? Transit inflation, <laughs> transitory inflation. But uh, this costs and things have not gone up as much as our taxes have because of the inflation in our properties. But yet they still always, every time there's something going on, oh, we've got to have a tax levy. We've got to, we've just got to get more money. And I, I think we're just feeding a bureaucracy. You can't get anything done down at City Hall, permit-wise or anything else, because there's just there's nobody there to do it. So, uh -huh. I, I I don't know. the The money is not being well spent, and I think uh, there was a caller earlier that uh, seemed very educated on the subject, and she had a good point about that. But money has not been well spent. Why do we keep giving more and more money as our property values go up, and yet the services? They just aren't there, okay. but they're going to get the money. They're going to get more tax. All right, Kevin, appreciate your call. And uh, I think it's it's a legitimate question. 
as we are all paying more in taxes and is inflation causing that much um uh, that much of an increase in costs for the the services that uh, that our taxes pay for or whatever. Uh, let's go to and we got about a minute and a half. And uh, Ann and Sumas wraps us up today. Hi, Ann. Hi. Uh, there was another lady that called from Sumas, and she was very articulate. I am totally opposed to this new tax for childcare. It's another government boondoggle because. Uh, we could have private, but care. There are. There used to be many private care places in Bellingham and in the county, but what happened? Government regulations drove them out. And I would rather have private where they have perhaps ten or twelve children, uh, and they actually are hands-on. And they have a vested interest. This boondoggle, I, I'm just wondering how long it'll be once it gets established before there's going to be child molestation. There's going to be all kinds of deviant behavior, and uh, it just government doesn't do things like that well. well That's I'd, a given. I would say, though, Ann, that it's not going to establish government-run child care centers. The money will go to nonprofits, will that, which would then... But, they, some but, of these private are, but in essence, they're government operations. If I send up my, if I set up my own gingerbread house, I have a vested interest. I have a vested interest in those children. I know the parents, okay. and not only, just everything is different. All right, Ann, when you, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm out of time, but call me again tomorrow, and uh, we'll continue the conversation here in KGMI Connect. This is News Talk 96.5 and AM 790, KGMI Bellingham. KISM HD2 Bellingham from the West Mechanical Studio.